Hello, everybody, and welcome to Synchronous, a video game zeitgeist show. My name is AJ. And my name is Kim. <gasps> no. <laughs> sorry, it's Chase. It's Kim's Chase. not here. I'm sorry. No, Kim is not here this week. Uh, Kim is having a very busy week, uh, and so instead of leaving the feed barren for seven days, <laughs> I decided to uh, message Chase, what, six hours ago and say, hey, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to make a yeah. podcast? <laughs> Because, you know, like, there's still video games out there. And Believe it or not. there's still video games to talk about, which is cool. Mm-hmm. They keep making them. I Every year I'm surprised that people continue to make video games because it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's, sure, it's every, so difficult. Every year it's like, surely this has to be the last year. Surely they're done. This is the, this is the final year of gaming, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Miyamoto is going to come out and say, it's over. We did it. It's, it's done. He's Everybody the spokesperson go home. for all gaming. <laughs> uh uh so that's we're doing an episode of synchronous today because it's 2023 it's a new year we're talking about games uh that we have played this year um and i'm very excited to have you here and shit i'm I'm just now thinking that i should have prepared Mm -hmm. a bullshit and i didn't Mm. and i'm really scrambling right now to just try and come up (laughs) with one on the fly (laughs) and i don't think i'm gonna be able to let's see no i don't i don't think i don't think i got it (laughs) Those are, I will say, those are some shoes to step into. For yeah, for real. Um, Kim has made you quite a pair of shoes that you would need to fill. <laughs> Out of respect, we will not yeah. be doing a bullshit today. Um, Just three and a half minutes of silence as <laughs> as respect yes. for Kim. <laughs> no, but uh, maybe we talk about our beverages. We're both drinking tea this evening. Um, I've got myself a little Earl Grey tea Olay, um, which was oh wow when I worked when I, I was a barista for several years, and this was like yeah. my drink of choice while I was working um, was to make myself a little Earl Grey cream uh, with yeah. steamed oat milk and honey, and it's just delightful. Uh, mine is a lot more low tech. I've got mint tea with uh, honey in it. Yeah, which is uh, for any for any of the drinkers out there, you're, you'll note that that is a hot toddy without I guess the toddy. I, I think that's oh, what the whiskey is. It's whiskey. Um, Normally it's whiskey, but uh, my it's it's fool spring here in Seattle, and so like <laughs> the there was like three days yes. of sunlight. My body was like, oh yeah, that's what it's like to absorb vitamin D, right? Uh, and then that went away, right? And uh, now it's like, are we sick? Are we not sick? <laughs> are we just happening? sad? What's happening? Yeah, so it's it's appearing <laughs> uh, in in my body that way. So I'm mm. I'm not I'm not partaking in in toddy yeah. tonight. No t- but tea. Yes, <laughs> no toddy tonight. A hot toddy. Hold the Todd, please. <laughs> just the, just the tea. <laughs> I've always I've heard because I've heard you and David on Podtimism talk about hot toddies. Um, yeah, and yeah, I've yeah. never known what that was. Uh, it's whiskey tea. It, it sounds fancy, but it's whiskey tea. That is really interesting. Mm. I'm just thinking about it now and I don't think I could do it. I don't like, I can't do brown liquors anyway. Uh, anyway, gaming. Into, yeah, gaming. So I, we're just going to do like we did with the other synchronous episodes and just talk mm-hmm. about games that we've been playing. And I just want to start off. Uh, I'm going to yeah. save the one that I really want to talk about for a little later. Okay. But I do just want to start off by touching back in with a couple of things that I talked about over uh, the winter's synchronous. I guess it's still winter over December's synchronous <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I've played more Signalis. That game rips. It's so good. I'm having such a good time. I am now in like yeah. the, the last half of the game or the last. I'm in the, the later portion of the game. Um, yeah. And man, it's doing some stuff. It's a it's a very good game. Uh, how far into it were you the last time that you had talked? About it? Uh, I had made it. It was pre Flesh Cave. 
<laughs> okay yeah so so i i hadn't even made it to the flesh cave yet um mm-hmm. but now i am post flesh cave i'm post post flesh mm-hmm. cave um yeah. and now i'm kind of i'm actually kind of understanding what's happening now like this the 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 narrative stuff has kind of yeah. crystallized into like oh this is what i've been doing the whole time which i think is really it, the game pulls it off really well i think um mm-hmm. And there's like, you know, obviously a thousand ways that that starting a game off and saying like, here, just keep going um, and not telling you what you're really doing um, could go wrong. But uh, having the protagonist also not really know what they're doing or what, you know, Mm -hmm. why they're doing what they're doing is is really good. And I think couching that in the kind of, you know, PS1 horror aesthetic. Yeah. And kind of punching it up to like, you know, like Cthulian horror or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just works really well. And I think I, I, I'm having a great time with it. I still have a little bit more to play. It's, it's been several months, but I've been moving, uh, which has been a flesh cave of its own. And I did not want to revisit the Signalis flesh cave. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you wind up finishing Signalis? I did. Yeah. It ends pretty well. Mm. But like as, as far as my own satisfaction goes, I like I, I suspect that's probably a a taste mm. thing, though. Like I mm. doubt everybody would get to the end of it and be like, oh, hell yeah, that was an incredible <laughs> ending. Sure. It's, it's so like the beats are different, but it, it there is a similar concept to how Silent Hill 2 ends. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the way that they give you the ending that you are given. Oh, uh, it's it's kind of similar to how Silent Hill 2 determines the ending that you're given. Interesting. I wasn't aware that there were multiple endings. Yeah, neither was I until I got one. I was like, that was bizarre. <laughs> okay. And then um, I was like, oh, there's more of them. Interesting. But I, I think like. Uh, as much as I'm sure you just heard that because I spoke it to you, you should probably discard that information as much as you can because <laughs> I think the game is uh, it, it is more interesting when you just sort of get whatever you get towards the end of it. Sure. And then like if you're interested in the narrative, you can just like look up what happens. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I have to say I can't think of a way that I could uh, I could change the way that I'm playing the game to like try and get a certain ending. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I feel like I've been doing everything, but I, the thing is I still have a locked briefcase that has been locked Mm -hmm. since the beginning of the game. And I've been picking up ammo for guns that I do not have. So I assume it's in that lockbox, and I just missed a key (laughs) or something. So, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, it's good. It's a really good game. I, Mm -hmm. I, I think you're spot on with the beginning of the game, giving you very little as far as like explanation Mm -hmm. as to what is happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is cool. It it also I, I think a lot of the Silent Hill games do that too, but it also simulates the experience of playing a game from PlayStation One where you're not sure like is this intentional or is mm. the writing just not so good right. and I can't understand what's happening. Oh, interesting. It's cool. It, yeah. I, I like that a lot. Um, I played this game a little bit earlier in the year called uh, Lake Haven Chrysalis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. is is like very similar to it's not exactly the same as Signalis, but it's it's got that same sort of like PlayStation One aesthetic and sure. it's going for similar stuff. Of course. And uh is also just like very interested in not telling you what's going on. <laughs> uh which is it, it's cool when done well. Sometimes mm-hmm. like I, I again I, I get that that's if it uh, it could be a taste thing where you you could walk in there and be like, I just have no clue what's happening. I need somebody to give me like just the slightest bit of exposition yeah. for what is happening in here. But I, I think Signalis definitely, like you were saying, hits hits a good balance where it gives you very little and lets your mind kind of wander around itself yeah. and be like, what is happening here? Why, who are these people? I don't understand all the proper or the uh, yeah the proper nouns that they're being yeah. thrown around. But yeah. Eventually, it does it does kind of come together? Yeah, I, I I do have to say the the part where you walk around and you find all the proper nouns because you are playing as mm-hmm. what is a replicant 
and it's like basically you are a clone of a person just made to do tasks and then you yeah. run across other replicants later that are different types and they all have different names and they're the names mm -hmm. are like four letter you know uh, acronyms or whatever and so eventually yeah. you find a bunch of files that are like here's what all these acronyms mean um mm -hmm. it's very interesting and the, i think the descriptions of how a replicant functions and continues to function i think are really really interesting uh mm -hmm. and i don't want to say more than that because you should play signals because it's a good game but but it i is. think i think the world they create is really interesting and i think um yeah it, it's just good and i think uh having you be this being a robot or whatever you want to say that was created to just like do tasks i think is part of why it works so well because that is how the game mm -hmm. starts you start by just going around the ship that you're on and like checking in on stuff and then yeah. and then it kind of spirals out and you you the player are just as out of water as l star i believe is the mm -hmm. one you're playing as um because it's like oh i wasn't made to do this so i'm just kind of following like some sort of intuition or something and as a player like i think in games that's like generally what you're doing especially when the game isn't like super directing you in a direction you're kind of just like i think it's this yeah. way which i've bumped up again bumped up bumped up against like one or two times there was just a door that i couldn't see because the angle we were at the, yeah, the game was at and i absolutely <laughs> walked around the area like a dozen times and i was like oh it's literally right next to this room where i can save there is just a door that i missed um <laughs> that was, I was like gating myself off from from progress but anyway signalis is a good game it's on game pass if you have game pass uh and i also don't think it's super expensive everywhere else yeah i also got it in game pass so i i don't know yeah but um <laughs> It's worth it to me, at least. It's definitely worth it. I, I do think uh, Brendan Bigley, uh, when we had him on the show, said that it is a game that makes a game he felt was created by people smarter than him. Um, <laughs> so he played a little bit of it, got the vibe and then stopped. And I think if you have Game Pass, I think maybe you can take that litmus test for yourself. Um, and I think once it yeah. gets to a point where you're like, I don't know, uh, I think you can you can stop. But <laughs> it's a it, it's a good vibe piece if that's as far as you go. Yeah. I I really appreciate a lot of these games that are kind of running on vibes that are like, especially that that's a that's a whole thing in this like lo-fi horror scene that's mm. been building momentum in the past like I don't know five or six years or so. Um, so much of it is just like this is just kind of a vibey game to yeah. be spooked and scared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I was mentioning with Lake Haven, that game forces you to uh, carry around like a, a sidearm for most of the game. It's only like an hour and a half long. It's not mm. long at all, and. Uh, there's no like bad guys around. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the whole time, like I'm, you're, you're wandering around this, this game and I'm like, when am I going to have to shoot a zombie or something? Right. And that ne it, it, it happens once, hmm. which is frightening unto itself. Sure. Right. And, uh, is it, it sort of speaks to how these games operate as far as vibe goes. They kind of just want you to build it up in your head for a couple of payoffs, mm -hmm. um, which is, it's just so cool. I really like that stuff. Um, What's the what's the other one? Uh, Mysteries under Lake Ophelia is a similar mm. vibe where it's like a fishing game. FN for <laughs> five of the six hours, it's just a fishing game. Oh my god! And it just turns so scary and so horrifying <laughs> at the last hour. Oh no! Oh, just I I love that. <laughs> I, I think I think because like I was very into horror games as a kid, which sure. uh, maybe perhaps wasn't a great decision to play Resident <laughs> Evil as like an eight year old sure. or whatever, but really like Resident a lot of that stuff. Evil. Resident Eight. No, keep yeah, going, keep the, going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> just sprinting past the joke. But uh, yeah, and like I, I think those games work a lot better when you are a child and like your brain mm -hmm. is just like, there's probably zombies that are outside my house now that I've played this video. Oh game. But, yeah. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't like hit as hard as as an adult when it's like 
is the like the dialogue is cheesy and sure. like uh, the game just isn't as frightening. So the the games that are okay with being an hour long mm-hmm. and can scare you in one or two ways is just like oh I love that I really like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I have to check more of this stuff out because I wasn't a PlayStation kid. I had a I had yeah. a Sega Genesis and then I had an N sixty four and then I had a GameCube. Um, so I yeah. skipped I skipped that whole like I didn't have a PS two until I don't know into the twenty tens. Um, Mm -hmm. when my sister was like, I want to play DDR. I'm irresponsible currently with my money. Let's head to Best Buy and buy a PS2 Slim. Hell yeah. And that was when I got a PS2. Uh, That's a very valid reason to purchase a PlayStation. Yeah. Strictly for Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. And I think at the time she wasn't even living at the house. So she bought it like at my parents' house. And so she bought it, Mm -hmm. set it up at my parents' house and then just left it there. So then I had Mm. a PS2. So I was like, okay, sweet. I have a PS2. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Chase, what have you been playing? Uh, some video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try not to do too much overlap with uh, the stuff that I have talked about on Podtimism because there's some there's some crossover between that audience who might Maybe. skip a chapter if I do. Yeah. All that said, I'm going to start with a thing that I probably already talked about, uh, which is uh, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. Oh, fuck yeah. Is, okay. Is a game that uh, me and my wife have been playing. Hell yeah. We uh, I'm I'm a big game watcher. I enjoy like watching people play games. Big same. It's really it's really fun. I get a, a strange amount of satisfaction out of just like watching somebody grapple with a video game. Yeah. Um I do not need to do to be the person like pressing the button to have a good time with it. Yeah, me neither. And uh this th- uh, that that all sounds like a otherworldly language to my wife who is like <laughs> I have to play the game sure. to be interested at all. Yeah. And so uh I think Probably like last month we had played through uh, Paper Mario on the on the 64, which I, I know you may be a fan of. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. A tiny bit. Uh, and we both really enjoyed it. I hadn't ever beaten that game. I think mm-hmm. I got like, I don't know, a little ways in. And I I think she enjoyed it a lot too. I don't I don't know that she's played a ton of like RPGs in, in the past. Yeah. Um, we had both played through Origami King when that came out, I think two years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And she really liked it. I, I I think a lot of the draw there is just like the charm of the Mario universe. Yeah. And specifically the Paper Mario universe is just like, it's very cute and fun to be in. hundred percent. And so, yeah, it was kind of a, a natural step to be like, well, why don't we just try the 64 one? Mm-hmm. Um, got all the way to the end. It was great. I really enjoyed it. It was like, it, it, it's, it is in some ways the, ideal of an rpg with like here's seven dungeons and you have to go beat some dudes yeah. and there's a boss at the end of them yeah but it also like breaks with breaks with tradition in certain ways and especially like the traditions that were going on at that time right the the combat is fairly simplified mm-hmm. compared to like final fantasy 7 or something there, there's no materia that you need to be swapping in and out of well there of, are badges don't be there are badges that is true I guess that is kind of materia, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I realized in this last, I, I recently played it for Into the Aether, a low-key video yeah. podcast, and I played it, you know, I haven't played it since probably high school, so at least a decade ago, and I'm a much different gamer now than I was then, even as like an 18-year-old. Yeah. And so like, I found myself really, I leveled up my BP first. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I got like 10 health and then I just kept leveling up my badge stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I'm really going to lean hard into using badges this time. Just, just to see what it's yeah. like. And if you, if you commit to it, it's like really something. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of stuff in there. You can like upgrade your attack level and your defense mm-hmm. level and you enough of your health that you don't really need to upgrade it that much. Yeah. It's cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in the games where you can adapt the game around you to how you want to play, which is neat. Yeah. Like if you're not super good at hitting the like timed 
the little extra damage mm-hmm. prompts like you can you can work around that there's things you can do to like have that be okay mm-hmm. so anyway i i think we both really enjoyed it and uh it, it was also fun to play a game where we could both like kind of strategize out loud of like mm-hmm. okay well we have quake hammer and we can use that to hit all the goombas if we want to mm-hmm. but they all have four health and if so if we attack all of them that's not really going to do very much for us this turn mm-hmm. meaning we're going to take more damage this turn but we should kill one of them if we you know all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff mm-hmm. which is cool it was fun to kind of uh work through that uh verbally um but anyway yeah so we got into a uh, thousand year door fairly recently because it's like yeah it's the the logical next step and i'm also like acutely aware that this is like the one that the internet thinks is the best paper mario oh it's the best one i yeah i'm (laughs) as much as i love 64 it's it's largely a nostalgia thing for me i think thousand year door perfects a lot of what 60 or what the original paper mario Mm -hmm. like tried to start doing sure the internet and aj thinks it is the (laughs) the best paper mario game And, and like initially i was uh not ready to say the same thing like Mm -hmm. the first like two or three dungeons in the game are largely pretty similar to the first two to three dungeons in 64 right like you go and get a uh, a cool new goomba friend Mm -hmm. oh god who was it in the first one goombario Uh, goombario Mm -hmm. yes goombario and uh in this one it's like goombella or something yeah and then you get a Koopa friend after that mm-hmm. and uh, you go to like a grassy cool area and you go fight a big boss. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's the first part of the game. Right. And I was like, I hope that there's more to it than this. Cause mm-hmm. it, it is a better version, right? Like I think all the mechanics play better. Um, the like little extra damage that you can do when you jump on somebody's head, that mechanic is tighter than it is in the other one. Like it's, yeah. it's a lot easier to see like, okay, I'm about to hit their head. Whereas mm-hmm. in 64, sometimes I was like, really like, I, I got to hit this really early to, to yeah, you have to like really hit. preempt it. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was all cool, but I was I was hoping that it would give us uh like a little bit more than uh it, it was giving right in the beginning. Mm. Uh and thankfully it did. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I think I can't remember which dungeon it is, but the one where you go and like go to the inverted world and like go hang out with all the little like ants i guess yeah they're, they're like these these little guys that uh <laughs> live in this tree and like spacemen are invading them and trying to yeah, like take yeah, away the yeah, star yeah, yeah. that was all really good and uh i i loved all that again the, the writing is really good mm-hmm. there too the like elder of that group is hilarious and uh <laughs> mm-hmm. They, they do that joke that they, I think they've done it before in this Paper Mario games where like somebody will start talking and then eventually Mario falls asleep and the screen dims <laughs> yeah. and then you pick back up and it says two hours later or yeah. whatever. It's great. It's hilarious. But the area that really turned me around on the game and was like, okay, yeah, I see why people say this is the best one. I, I think it was the third dungeon where you go to like this like floating area in the sky um, that's like kind of a resort and... Mm. Mario gets wrapped up in like a like an arena fighting ring, which is yeah. just incredible. Yeah. So good. It's fucking rules. That part of the game it's is so, so fucking good. It's like it leans more on the stuff that I think I, I enjoy from Paper Mario, at least now. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot it, like there's a ton of fighting. You have to fight through like 20 yeah. ranks of, of bad guys. But it's it's really funny. There's like a mystery unfolding you're Mm -hmm. getting like texts from people that you don't know that are like leading you around and you know doing like dead drops of information that like this this (laughs) fighting ring which is 
it's so good. Um, not to mention the the champion of the arena is uh, this dude named Rock R A W K, mm-hmm. which it didn't strike me until the very last fight that this was a play on the Rock, the wrestler, because <laughs> he's like a big guy who's a wrestler. Yeah, and I was like, I can't believe that I haven't gotten this joke by now. <laughs> They've been saying his name for like five hours, and I've just totally missed it. That's so funny. You also get like such a good companion in this area. Yes, that, like, tiny little like mohawked yoshi friend that shows up yeah uh who's just the best will be a different color depending on uh if you choose to name him which we did uh m as as fast as she could notice that we could name it had already put in the name of our dog snacks nice uh and put the tiny little like heart emoji thing at the end of its name so hell yeah uh, now we have snacks the yoshi beautiful which is supremely satisfying yeah I love that. I am. Um, I, I really I, I've been meaning to get back into Thousand Year Door. I have it on the GameCube uh, and I do still have my GameCube because I, I never got rid of any of my old systems, which I'm like really thankful for. But also they are now just like sitting in drawers because I need to get like converters <laughs> because televisions don't have AV inputs anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's fine. Uh, so I've been meaning to just like pick up an HDMI to, uh, you know, RGB or whatever mm-hmm. to play this game because I I've played Paper Mario six times. Um, and for those of you who <laughs> so don't know, I have a bet times. with my brother. The first one to beat the game 50 times wins. What do you win? Nothing. You just win. Yeah. Uh, and so I've played that game six times. Uh, and Paper it's Mar- not a short video game, <laughs> it's Asia. It's a short, long game. It's, it's not. And every single time I play it, I'm like, oh, this isn't a short game. No. Every yeah. time. Like I get like 15 hours in and I'm like, surely I'm close. And then I'm like only on, yeah. you know, the fourth dungeon or whatever. I'm like, fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, there's like another 10 hours in there. <laughs> yeah. So I've only played Thousand Year Door once and I never beat it. Because mm. I got to the final boss, I think, mm-hmm. um, which, as Paper Mario bosses do, has multiple phases. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't have enough levels or skill or items, I don't know what, or any combination of the three, to get through the final phase of that Oof. boss. Yeah. And so I, I've never, I never finished it. I think I tried it, you know, on and off for like a whole year, probably, at the time. Oh my god. Yeah. And then and, you know, I was in middle school, I guess, at the time uh, and then just gave up on it. So I've got to get I've got to get a converter and 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 yeah. with with the knowledge I have now as an adult, uh, get yeah. back to gaming because it's a good game. It's so fun. It's 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 a yeah, no, it's incredible and like really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I hope we don't get stomped at the last <laughs> the last minute either. Yeah, that has happened to me so many times of like playing a game as a as a young guy and just like getting absolutely stopped at, at some <laughs> point, like cannot conceive of how to get farther i had to have fought seymour in final fantasy 10 probably like 30 times it's not even the last boss it's just a guy (laughs) that like is like i'm gonna kick your ass with my summon now and then he does and i just i could not do it but i I suspect i was also playing final fantasy 10 just like supremely wrong so wrong yeah at the time i like just uh, like i don't use magic that's for nerds Mm. like just come on dude what are we doing Mm -hmm. here yeah if i have to heal i didn't really beat the boss like what oh okay yeah this is this is ashley era chase is that oh yeah absolutely yeah this is i i I cannot think of another way to beat a boss other than hit the guy hit him a bunch yeah that's fun (laughs) shocking to me that i ever beat a video (laughs) i don't know how that ever happened i'm glad i'm glad you guys are having fun with it and i i am also a video game watcher i watched my friend play through the entirety multiple play sessions the entirety of metal gear solid 4 which Mm. also not a short game 
Um, yeah, that's a longer one. And that was before I played any Metal Gear Solid game. It was that time where the PS3 oh had gosh. come out and then it was like Metal Gear Solid 4 is coming out for the PlayStation 3. And so everyone was like, yeah. sure. And so a bunch of people got Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, and I, I'm sure similar to me had the experience of I don't even know what the fuck is going on because Metal Gear Solid 4 is very much a game you need to have played the previous Metal Gear Solids yeah. to understand. <laughs> It's so self-referential. It's I mean, like so... every, every Hideo Kojima game mm-hmm. is self-referential, but that one especially yeah. is like there are flashbacks to games. Mm-hmm. There's like references mm-hmm. to stuff that has happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, the very I, I booted this up recently. The very first scene is just a real like full F- FMV interview with David Hayter, the real guy <laughs> who plays Snake, just like talking about. I think the video game or something. It's so no confusing. Way. Oh um, man. Oh, I replayed them in college. I totally forget that. I have to, I, I got to play them again. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Good games. Shockingly. Good games, believe it or not. I also uh, quickly just want to touch on another game that I had played a bit of. Uh, I talked about sure. it on the end of the Aether game of the year episode. Uh, it's mm-hmm. on my game of the year list for 2022. It is vampire survivors. I've gotten back into it this week. I have, uh, yeah. And I was really into it on my phone. I'm very far and I'm still, you know, doing stuff, which is just wild that this game has like objectives and goals and yeah. things that you can work toward. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting downstairs on my Xbox, just staring at the games I have because of Game Pass. And I was like, I yeah. just want to have fun right now. I just want to like have <laughs> a good time, which is like maybe yeah. uh, an unhinged thing to say to a not video game person. But like there are sometimes you play a game, not have fun. So yeah. I want I wanted to have fun. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to boot up Vampire Survivors on my Xbox mm-hmm. Game Pass. Start from zero uh, and work my way up. And I got to tell you, it's just as fun on on the Xbox yeah. as it is on uh on mobile yeah no it's it's an astounding video game i it it really snuck up on me Mm. i played it last year and i don't remember when yeah but like kind of earlier in the year yeah i say you were you were part of that push on the worst garbage discord uh people playing it i i I think so but like i i think my brain just didn't totally recognize like that's some of the better video game and (laughs) like that, that you've experienced and like i was just like yeah that's really good Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm like a, a glutton for punishment. I, I usually want my games to like make me feel or I, think oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, th- this game should make me feel like I'm eating my veggies a little bit or something. But <laughs> yeah. Vampire Survivors is just so much like it, it's just it, this is capital G gaming. Yeah, it's a game. Um, it is a yeah. game. It's oh, <laughs> man. It's so fun. Um, I, I, I don't know how much. I mean, you've probably done most of the stuff, but I am like I've just unlocked secrets. Yeah. Which is a crazy part of the game. And it's like, oh, here's 90 more things for you to work toward. And it's just, I, I'm just blown away. Like when when people were talking about this game and I was seeing videos of it, I was like, oh, this is just like, you know, a fun kind of, you know, you're building up powers and that's fun. And then you get to see all the numbers and the, and the all the skeletons blow up or whatever. Um, yeah. And that's fun. And like that is fun. But there's so many other layers more. to it that I was yeah. not expecting. And that that's that's what has blown me away so much about this game and, and why I continue uh, to go back to it when I'm just looking to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it relies on the same sense of like curiosity that, um, you know, like breath of the wild or yeah. Elden ring, which is tunic a, tunic. Yeah, yeah. Another good example of like you're the first time you find something that's like hidden. You're like, Whoa, <laughs> I, that's this game too. This game does that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
which is it's it's cool. Like the the base game is fun and exciting unto itself, yeah. right? Like you could put that out, and that was kind of what the base version was was just like, yeah, this is a fun thing. Mm-hmm. But it's it's such a smart decision to also layer on like there's more stuff in there you could find mm-hmm. if you want to. Yeah, it's just it's so good. Yeah, it just won a dice award. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Are these the ones that it won? Uh, action game of the year, outstanding achievement for an independent game, outstanding achievement in game design, game of the year. Oh my God. Uh, according to the, uh, Academy of interactive arts and sciences. So <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like, yeah, that's bonkers. Uh, I mean, it is an achievement. It's, it it's, is. it's pretty bananas that it's able to do what it does with, I mean, seemingly not very much. I know that that's kind of undercutting the, mm-hmm. the amount of work that it takes to do this. But in a world where, you know, the the developers of Last of Us have to crunch for months on end <laughs> Fucking God, yeah. to, to build a hallway, like yeah. this thing exists and is like, yeah, that's that's a really, really good video game still. Yeah. Even looking, you know, the quote unquote bad, it, it doesn't look bad at all. But, you know, the, the lo-fi way that it mm. does. Yeah. So that's Vampire Survivors. I just wanted to touch on that really quick. Good game. Yeah, really good game. Okay, I have two more games that I want to talk about yeah. really quick. Uh, sure, I'm here. I got I got time <laughs> and games. Um, so the one that I want to talk about actually isn't. It's not a video game. It is a okay. card game that has a phone app that you use alongside it. Uh, <laughs> okay, and the cool. game is called Houston. We have a dolphin. Um, and it's a classic Whoa. kind of hidden role, you know, deception game where everybody's given three cards and one of the people or two of the people in your group uh are dolphins who are trying to flood the spaceship that you're on (laughs) yes that's the whole game uh and you're sending people out on expeditions and then it's probably a process of elimination like oh i sent these people on an expedition and it failed so one of these people must be a dolphin blah blah blah. and you have to figure that out yeah over like four or five rounds Mm -hmm. um very quick very easy but i think one of the coolest things i I kick-started this game several years ago you personally wow that's really impressive (laughs) just me yeah i I funded this entire game i'm the only i own the only copy big (laughs) tabletop themselves yeah but it's a game that uses an app to read cards and like assign cards to people so it's not just randomly handing out cards you Mm -hmm. are you have the you have the 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 app open and you hold every card above the basically the selfie camera and it scans it and tells you okay give this card to this group or put this card away you're not using it this round that's cool and so the game knows who is who and who has what cards uh Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and will will work around that when it's telling you you know things things that are going on and it's just like really really great i i played it a i tried to play it a couple years ago and the app was it was like right when the app dropped and right when i got the game and stuff and it was like really buggy and really slow and like kind of a slog yeah but recently like i had said we uh, have been saying um we just moved to a new house which meant i had mm-hmm. to pack up all my board games and then unpack all my board games and i said oh this game exists let's try and play yeah. this game so tara and her sister and brother-in-law were here uh last weekend and we broke it out and it the, the app you know is ha- you know however many rounds of bug fixes and updates later yeah. is like so fast and so good and it's it's great uh so houston we have a dolphin really fun game i don't know if it's commercially available uh <laughs> because a lot of times kickstarters will not go into uh you know you can buy this game now yeah but uh if you can i would suggest picking it up if you like kind of deception hit rule games uh it's a good time it takes maybe 15 minutes to do one whole game um the thing that takes the longest is that you have to scan the entire deck of 24 cards in the very beginning and but even that takes maybe two minutes so it's a great time it does it does look like you can still buy it on it's like through their kickstarter they have links there okay cool there you go 
It looks really cool. Yeah. And the art style is, is fun and, and neat. And uh, I like it a lot. Uh, it's very simple. This next one is a video game. It's Need for Speed Underground. Vroom, vroom. We're racing, baby. <laughs> Wait, Need for Speed Underground or Need for Speed Sorry, Unbound? Sorry, Unbound, not Underground. Yes. I went to the 360. I'm playing Need for Speed Underground. Uh, Roll Lil John in the East Side, boys, please. <laughs> uh, no, Need for Speed Unbound, thank you, uh, yes. is a game that came out late last year or went on Game Pass late last year. I don't actually remember mm-hmm. when, it, when it dropped. But on Game Pass, you had a 10-hour demo and it's quote unquote 10 hours because it's really just you get to play one whole week of the game. And then on the last day of the week, it's like, OK, now you have to buy the game or you can go right. back and just continue doing stuff in in the open world, um, mm-hmm. which is great. It's so much fun. Um, mm-hmm. I I love this game. I'm like new ish, I guess, to racing games. I got Forza yeah. Horizon 5 when it was on Game Pass when I first got my Series S. Mm hmm. And I played the shit out of that one to the, to the point where my right trigger now sticks uh, oh my <laughs> because the whatever the like rubber stopper has like, I don't know, I guess I pressed it too hard or I pressed it too yeah. many times or whatever. And so it's shifted. So now there's some of the glue underneath of it exposed. And so oh, if nice. you press it down hard enough, it will just stick. Which is very the funny. controller hungers for the road. <laughs> wants to race more. The road. Um <laughs> Uh, so when Need for Speed Underground came out, I said I like the look of this game because it's very stylistically uh, pleasing mm-hmm. and it's just so much fun. I remember um, in the discord, I, I don't remember if it was you specifically, you were part of the conversation, mm-hmm. but somebody said, I can't believe this game turns into Persona. Uh, and at the time, <laughs> you know, people were just like talking about the silly stuff that the game was doing. And I was like, oh, well, that's obviously a joke. And then the game yeah. becomes Persona. <laughs> it's a little Persona. Yeah. <laughs> and I... It, unbelievable absolutely yeah. amazing i i it's the it, it's so much fun and even just the racing stuff is fun but like the i think the narrative is like good enough like it's it's better than it needs to be i think um whereas mm-hmm. forza is like welcome to mexico you're gonna drive all over everything and we're <laughs> gonna make everything a racetrack whereas need for speed unbound is like it starts you off with like a really good car and you're doing races mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And then that stuff gets taken from you and you start with like yeah. a real clunker. And that happens for story I love, reasons I that. that I think are really good um, yeah. for yeah. for a racing game. I'm, like I said, I'm new to racing games, so I don't know if this is the caliber of story across other games. But uh, no, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's 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 good. And I, and I like it. And it's a good time. And it's it's really one of the games that i have considered actually spending money on on my xbox in the last two years because i I've, yeah. I've been a game pass i've been a game pass kid you know if it's yeah. not on game pass i'm not playing it sorry but need for speed unbound has really been uh really been giving me that itch sitting there tempting you hungering for the road <laughs> hungering for the road my, my controller now when it vibrates it vibrates in a way that says need for speed um <laughs> you know there's like like those pianos that talk uh in a really horrific way <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, my controller yeah. sounds like it's really uh, yeah it's rough wakes you up in the middle of the night just <laughs> cold sweat yeah it comes it comes up the stairs um it's really something i want to race <laughs> i need to race i wake up with it in my hands holding down the right trigger um <laughs> So, uh, so you played this game, right? How much of I did? Yeah. Did you did you play past the ten hours, or did you just play the demo? Or no, yeah, I, I did. It it came out sort of like December ish, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, I just needed a game to sink some time into, and so <laughs> yeah. was was way into it. And yeah, I I, I typically am kind of a racing uh, game guy. Mm. Uh, I could not care less about actual cars. Like, oh yeah, it is just it is not something that I am interested in in the slightest. Mm-hmm. But like, g- give me the game where it's like, hello, uh, you get a bad Honda Civic and you need to race that now. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. man, yes, yeah. I want to do that. And so like, I have mostly been playing them for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was, I was really into the Need for Speed games that were on, I think PlayStation, just like the base Need for Speed games. Sure. Uh, Hot Pursuit was incredible. That yeah. one came out for 360. Yeah, a lot of re- running away from law enforcement, which is great, mm-hmm. and crashing in slow motion. Oh my god, yeah, no, incredible stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it looks just truly terrible in comparison now, but like at the time, I was like, these are incredible graphics. Yeah, dude. Well, well, I remember a big selling point of those games were like, we have crash physics, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. a car yeah. that crashes is crazy. Yeah, because I mean, like for for every other racing game up to that point, you're in just like an, an indestructible tank. Box, that yeah. You could just yeah, you could just sort of slam into <laughs> other people, yeah, um, without any sort of regard for their safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, this one, it's you, you had to be a little more careful. But um, yeah, loved all those. Obviously, the 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 Need for Speed Underground Underground games were like a cultural reset for me at the time. I was like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, dude, this is my whole personality now. Yeah. It, which, which was great. And yeah, all the like burnout games, burnout paradise and three takedown were incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like have loved all of the Forza games horizon or otherwise, like just base motorsport is incredible. Mm-hmm. I have mostly loved the Gran Turismo games. Um, I think it's just like satisfying. It's a very fun loop to, uh, like get better at racing in a game because it, it, it delivers the same kind of dopamine hit that doing uh, any game where you have to just like get better at it does. Yeah. You know, any Soulsborne games or anything like that where it's like, I feel like I'm progressing personally. Like mm-hmm. they haven't given me new perks to turn better. I'm just doing it better. Yeah. It's great and really satisfying. Um, But the stories are so bad all the time. <laughs> There's like very rarely is it compelling in the slightest. Yeah. Uh, Hot Pursuit, you just get like, cutscene after another fmv sort of thing it's like yeah. real people that nice. they uh, got in there and it's just an, one other shade of vin diesel away from one another each episode to like get just like a different dude who's like yeah. i'm gonna kick your ass man and then vince regular yeah <laughs> this is bin Viesel. he's a different guy <laughs> than before <laughs> um and so like it, it's it's fun whenever a game tries to do something else mm-hmm. um i i played this game i think last year Uh, called Racing Lagoon, which was a Japanese-only PlayStation 1 release, which, listen, just like, I know that sounds pretentious. Just like, bear with me for two (laughs) seconds here. It's an RPG that is also a racer, which is like, just so good and so fun. And so like, that, that's all really good. I really enjoy that stuff. Uh, It's also rare that that combination of games is put together. I think Mm. racers have a tendency to want to drive, pun intended. Uh, towards like realism or simulation that's kind of the default of like this is a good car rather than like we're trying to tell a melodrama through driving yeah you know like something like initial d the the anime or manga does Mm -hmm. in a way that is cool and so i like every time something like need for speed comes uh out uh, the unbound need for speed version yeah uh i'm always just like please please give me more like i (laughs) i want dramatic things happening with the backdrop of a, a car going fast yeah uh, behind yeah. it it is really interesting like mentioning telling the story through cars because like that 
shift from pun intended that shift mm-hmm. from the first half the first like two hours or whatever hour thir- 30 minutes whatever of the game mm-hmm. where you're driving like a good car that can go fast yeah. to then having that taken away from you and now you're just driving a real shitty car that feels different and the fact that there is like a reason for that uh you know narratively is is just like really really good and i think does a really great job of, of immersing you in in what it is like to be a person that cares about cars <laughs> You know, it makes you care about it. Yeah. They Metroid you. They give you a cool yes. suit. Oh, my God. And then take it all <laughs> oh away from you read it once. Yeah. No, 100 percent. You guys. So uh, Need for Speed Unbound Metroidvania confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I need my car to turn into a tiny little ball so I can get through the the tiny hole. Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> uh, so that's that's Need for Speed Unbound. It's a great game. Next, we are talking about a game that we have both played uh, a little, yeah. a little bit of because I, I only just got it and I don't know how much of it you have played some on your own. Yeah, uh, it's called yeah. Your Only Move Is Hustle. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on Steam and I think that's it. I think it's on Itch as well, but I yeah. believe it's it's PC only at this at this time. And I really, I'm not sure how well it would work not on PC just by the nature of how you have. To yeah, um, yeah. So basically, Your Only Move Is Hustle. People call it Yomi Hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is just a it's a, a turn based fighting game yeah because the 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 main gameplay part of it is it's you versus another person and it's like you know kind of pixel art graphics um and so you're just kind of like blobs with arms and legs and then if you choose certain characters you're like either a square blob or like a blob with a knife you know whatever it looks like something off of like new grounds or yes, something like that it's, it's got big flash game vibes which i'm very yeah. into a big flash game head over here <laughs> yeah catch me on congregate.com playing war bears three um <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> such a specific reference. The amount of times a week I think about War Bears and I'm like, I wonder if anybody else has played a War Bears. If you've played a War Bears game, you have to let me know. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's legally it's required entrapment. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so it's a turn-based fighting game, like I said. And so you you are set up kind of in. I. It's just like a, a blank battlefield, but I think a better yeah. way to describe it is like a theater, more or less. like it's it's you're, you're set up on a stage you know mm-hmm. and and you choose whatever move you're going to do you you have you know a suite of regular moves special moves uh or you can defend or block uh or dodge yep. uh or you can hustle which is basically you just like do a little taunt um mm-hmm. which is fun uh so you choose one of those moves and then you hit spacebar and the game says mm-hmm. okay that's your move and the person you're playing against right. also does the same thing and they hit spacebar and says okay that's your move and so then like 0.5 seconds of movement will happen yeah. Uh, into whatever move you're doing. So if you choose punch, you'll probably do a punch and then you'll stand there. If you jump, you'll jump and then it'll freeze you midair. Um, mm-hmm. And it'll kind of give you like, oh man, what's that? What's that word? Uh, like an after image yeah. of like where you've come from and kind of where you will end up and the same with your your opponent. And so basically you're making these choices over and over again, trying to hit each other, trying to dodge stuff, trying to, and it has like kind of regular fighting game mechanics so you can... Uh, like dash cancel or or mm-hmm. you know other types of cancels i'm not a uh fighting game person um yeah uh, but i play like smash bros but not on a level where like i even use a shield ever hell yeah so, Love that. so that's 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 where i'm at um mm. but in this game I, I think laying it out where like i have 30 seconds to think about what i'm gonna do next i i can see myself like or I, I can I can see the parts of like a smash game where like, oh, these are the things that are going through my head. But instead of having 30 seconds to think of every move, I have like point one. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. So you're doing this fighting and then eventually somebody runs out of health and then the other player wins. Great. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that, 
it replays your entire fight in real time. It's so <laughs> and good. so it so looks cool. like fucking like uh, like a John Wick movie or like The Matrix <laughs> or whatever, where these or just like an anime ass battle. Yeah. Where you're just flying across the stage, like hitting each other. And then one person gets like 10 punches in and then the other person dodges away and shoots like a laser up at them or whatever. And it's this like absolutely action packed, like 15 to 25 seconds of Mm -hmm. this wild battle that you just spent, you know, maybe 10 minutes doing. And then that's it. And like, that's the whole game. And it is mind blowing i i am having such a great time with this i played like a half hour of it today uh yeah that's not a lot um and like 10 10 to 15 of those minutes was spent i joined a lobby and then just watched other people play Mm -hmm. because it is just so satisfying to watch them make these choices and and watch you know what is happening in the battle in these kind of like frozen moments and to, to then see it replay in in this like i said like action-packed anime fight it's just it's so yeah. so awesome it's it's like a shockingly novel idea for a game mm-hmm. i'm surprised that this hasn't happened before because yeah like it it, it is a fighting game right yeah. like that is at the at the core of what's going on but it's uh there's just so much more going on yeah. you know like i I think fighting games oftentimes can be really uh, inaccessible for someone who hasn't been like playing that fighting game for 20 years or whatever. Sure. Uh, like, you know, I've, I've tried many times to uh, pierce into some fighting game of like, this is the Tekken that I'm going to get into. Mm. And then I play against some computers and maybe get a little bit better and then play against somebody who's like actually knows what they're doing. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am years behind this person. Right. Um, and, and like other than Smash, that's pretty much the only thing that I'm like, OK, at. Mm. And so to have this game is like really compelling as a way to not only expose you to like what options somebody has at all times when they're playing a fighting game, but like you don't need to be good at fighting games to play this game. You no. just have to kind of like learn the mechanics and like learn like what your options are at any given moment uh-huh. and then be like, OK, well, I'm going to hit him and then I'm going to DI backwards because right. that'll pull him sort of closer once he falls uh, and then, you know, jump and then do this other thing. It's so it's really cool in in a way that uh, uh, neon white sort of. Yeah. Was allowing people to access the satisfaction of speedrunning. This game feels like it is allowing people to access the satisfaction of being really good at a fighting game. <laughs> yeah. And at that point, it like once you actually learn how to do it, it, it becomes a lot more about. Um, just like reading your opponent, which mm-hmm. is the to me the funnest part of any sort of like strategy or fighting game at all is just what do I think they're gonna do mm-hmm. next? Because it's so satisfying when you're right, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna not attack and just move back because they always roll out of this move. Yeah, and so if I can just predict where they're going to be, then that'll like win me the match. Yeah, one of one of the best moments of that match that I watched this afternoon um, mm-hmm. was in the middle. I had joined in like. I don't know, two thirds of the way through the fight. So I had only watched, you know, a few minutes of, of them actually playing. But then I watched the replay over and over again just because it's so great. But it's there so was a cool, moment yeah. like halfway through where they they clash midair, bounce to opposite sides of the stage and then both hustle, which is you just they just do their taunt. And so they both did their taunt at the same time at each other. And it was like <laughs> it was just mind boggling because I was like, oh, these people get it. They are reading each other. They're trying to have somebody else make the first move so that they can react to it. And so they both mm-hmm. just wind up like somebody's playing a cowboy who has a, a samurai sword and a gun and somebody yeah. else was playing a ninja. Uh, it's just like looks like a person but can throw like shuriken. And so they both did their did their hustles and 
and then continued battling. And it was just like that singular moment, that like 0.5 to maybe one full second of of battle was so just like satisfying to watch. Yeah. Uh, and then to just see them go right back into it. It's just like so, so good. I am really like this is a game I can feel myself like immediately being drawn back to like i'm looking yeah. at it right now thinking like could i play it while i'm podcasting there was a part of me that was, <laughs> there was a part of me that was like i'm gonna open this and try to actively be playing while i'm talking to chase but i felt like that was disrespectful to invite you onto my podcast and then just and like then just be play a game there. In the yeah. background. <laughs> it's like you can lead this right but like no it, it's just it, it's it's so much fun and it's so satisfying even if you lose to just see these battles play out yeah uh, and it, it's it, I, I just like it i like it a lot i'm at the point where like I haven't played it enough to like have a more nuanced opinion than just like it is good and I like it. Um, yeah. And and that's how I know that a game or a piece of media is actually really good is when I can't articulate a further yeah. thought. <laughs> it's it's such a smart decision to let you see the whole match at the end of it, too. Yeah. Like, yeah pulling sort of a like kind of super meat boy esque thing of yes. like, look at how wild this was in its entirety. Yeah. And it's like, look um, at what you did. Like, yeah. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's this, uh, there's like this, I think it's a Twitter account that's like tool assisted speed runs is yes. the, um, the account and every now and yes, every now and then they'll show tool assisted like fights in smash or something like that. Like, uh, uh, you know, two Falcos like going mm. beneath final destination to fight each other, <laughs> uh, which is just incredible and like hilarious every time you see it. Yeah. But this game channels the same sort of just like spectacle that those things do too, because like you said, it's, yeah. it's maybe 20 seconds of a fight, but it's playing out over much a long, a longer course. But at the end of it, you're like, wow, that looked freaking cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. Yeah it, yeah, it really does. It really does make you feel like you're like good at a fighting game because I'm like, this is a fighting game. And like, if you win, you are good at it. Um, But it's just like, yeah. this is the first time, like I said, I don't use shields and smash. So it's like, as I was playing it, I was like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll dash backwards this turn. Maybe I won't just like go in you know yeah um which is a problem i have with a lot of games like hades um it's a game that i can i can reliably finish with the fists because the fist mm -hmm. strategy is to just get up in people's go. faces and punch um like <laughs> yeah. i'm not good with the bow and i'm not good with the uh the shield either because those are like very you have to think about the things that you're doing and i'm like no i'm just hitting y i'm doing i'm doing i'm it. running on vibes right now Run i don't have time for this on vibes. Yeah. yeah so that's uh that's yomi hustle your only move is hustle available on steam and itch yeah uh, it's good. It's yeah. a very different kind of game, but I think if it is your flavor mm -hmm. that like you will just be obsessed with it. I, the, the people who I see playing it online are just like espousing it like it is a new religion that has just been <laughs> discovered. They're like, this is so, so cool. Yeah. And everybody should be playing it. Yeah. I came across the TikTok page a couple nights ago, and that was how we started the conversation about this game originally as I sent it yeah. to you. I said, have you seen this game? Um, <laughs> and the, the, the TikTok account is just one of the, the dev or one of the devs. I don't know what the team is like on this um just mm -hmm. like giving you tech it's like oh you can you know if you actually do this you actually get a couple more frames than if you did this in this situation <laughs> yes um yeah. and it's like i don't know that's just like really a really wholesome and b just like i think a really cool way to teach people how to play this game mm -hmm. because like you said about tech and stuff like there are people who have been like really good at this stuff for years and so like they see you know uh, uh the word cancel and they know what it means but me i yeah. see that and i'm like i've heard that word i don't actually know what that means um and so like <laughs> yeah. to, for to have to have this person on tiktok being like look this th these are what you know some better strategies are 
in in certain situations and and here's uh how you can make that stuff work it's just really good uh yeah makes it about the decision making rather than the actual skill to do it yes. which it's cool to do the skill thing that's still a very valid and yeah, viable approach but you can bring different people in to the to the satisfaction that you get out of these games which is cool it's cool people like games and they're allowed to like them <laughs> It's it's the opposite of gatekeeping. It's like, come on, it's great in here. You should you should enjoy what I enjoy. Yeah, the uh, whole getting rid of. I don't know. I'm just, the opposite. Uh, whole getting rid of. Yeah, it really rolls off the tongue. That's that's a good one. <laughs> the whole getting rid of of games is uh, yummy hustle. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, there is one final game that we would like to talk about today. Uh, yeah, that I've been wanting to talk about for months, maybe. Wow. And that is Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, yeah, a game that was shadow dropped day and date uh, of a was it it was just a regular Xbox event, right? It wasn't a Bethesda event. I think so, but yeah. I could be totally wrong. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was because they showed some Redfall stuff as well. Mm -hmm. But this was totally, you know, nobody knew anything about this game. Uh, there was no pre press about it. It just like showed up and it was like, hey, this game is available right now. Uh, and it's yeah. basically a rhythm a uh, kind of action platformer game that you uh, where you play as a young man named Chai uh, who mm -hmm. gets a broken arm, hurt arm, something replaced mm -hmm. with a mechanical arm. Uh, but stuff goes wrong and his iPod gets uh, <laughs> implanted in his chest. So he now sees the world through like rhythm uh, and the mm -hmm. world moves to a beat. He runs to a beat. If you stand still, he's snapping to the beat. Uh, and it's mm -hmm. a great time. And that's basically the whole game. You, you are you are trying to uh, uh, disrupt this plot of this evil corporation uh, who gave you this technology. Uh, yeah. And you, and you do that through several uh, levels, uh, tracks, I should say. Mm hmm. And the tracks are broken up into choruses and verses. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's fun. It's great. And I, I had a great time playing it. Chase, how much of this game have you played? Half-ish, okay. I think. You said played. Did you beat this game, Andrew? I did beat this game, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's a professional gamer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was the first game I finished <laughs> in 2023 was, uh, was Hi-Fi Rush. Wow, nice. Yeah. How did how does it like conclude? Is it sort of satisfying? Oh yeah, I felt I felt really really satisfied. Um, something I've been saying since I started playing this game mm -hmm. in January, whatever it was, yeah. is that it is a cyberpunk piece of fiction, uh, wherein a little bit, yeah, there is an evil corporation that is like hyper capitalist and their end goal is to like, you know, have all the money and provide all of the tech that people need to make their lives quote unquote better. Um, mm -hmm. But also this company is like, you can find a uh, like a data pad a la mass effect um, yeah. around and, and you know, th these data pads have the experiences of various other, like either robots that work for this company um, or like, uh, the people that work for the company. Right. Um, and one of the emails that you can find is from, uh, I don't know if it's the CEO, but it's from, you know, somebody it's like, mm -hmm. congratulations, everybody. We have successfully patented or, or copywritten, whatever the correct term is trademarked, maybe uh, the arrow, mm -hmm. the symbol of an arrow. And so they are the only company who is legally allowed to use the arrow. And so they're like, okay, now we have to put that everywhere because we own it. And so that's how they yeah. like put into the world why there are arrows pointing you as the player in the right direction <laughs> is because they patented it and they have to yeah. use the arrow in order for the money to be worth it. It's incredible. And 
it's so that is so good and and that just like little piece of writing i think is 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 a perfect encapsulation of kind of this whole game's vibe where it's like it'll say something dystopian but it'll say it in such a ridiculous way yes that yeah. it's gonna make you laugh and not really think about how actually fucked up it is um but <laughs> if you think about it for more than like 10 seconds it's like oh actually this is kind of really fucked up yeah so it's it's the same kind of like commentary that portal does on terrible work yeah that people are subjected to you know where like this is hilarious and funny but also like yeah man this is kind of how it feels to exist yeah. in the workplace you know yeah and uh, yeah to me like that stuff does hit harder than johnny silverhand telling me <laughs> like how <laughs> fucked up the world is or oh something in cyberpunk you know yeah yeah, I, and I and and that's that's another thing about this game is that it is played so earnestly mm -hmm. and it works so so well, like better than I think any other game has ever worked on this level. Um, the trailer for this game starts with an explosion, a record scratch, and the protagonist <laughs> yeah. saying, "Yeah, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got here," and it yeah. plays it off so fucking well that character chai that's chai he is like that the entire game and for me it never got old because he that just like is the kind of person that he is he's not trying to do it as a goof there the game's not making fun of him really for doing that stuff yeah the game is like this is the kind of person he is it's kind of goofy sometimes but like when he's the butt of a joke, he's a butt of the joke in in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the people who Not are surrounding Chai are like very yeah. kind of self-serious people at times. Uh, and so yeah. when Chai says something stupid like uh, that just happened, it works because it plays off of the the rest of the cast being like these kind of straight men. Um, yeah, it's it, it is a very similar experience I had. I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts recently. Sure. Um, for uh, a sort of unnamed project we're covering on Podimism at some point. Um, <laughs> And uh, it is the same experience I had with uh, how I viewed Sora from Kingdom Hearts for a mm. while, where like initially I was like, is he boring? Do I not like Sora because he's just boring? Because for, for a lot of it, I'm like, I think Riku among the cast here is a much more compelling character. Mm. Like he is tempted by the darkness and is, you know, redeemed at certain points in the series yeah. and, and struggles with it a lot more as a much more like self-reflective character. Whereas like Sora is like, everything's cool, dude. I want to save my friends. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's never really like a very complicated arc he has yeah. but uh eventually kind of came around the other side to like no that's fine he can be a good boy and that's like his his th his deal yeah um a similar sort of thing with chai of like initially you might be like oh no is this about to like take another like whedon-esque yeah writing turn and eventually you're like no he's just he's like that he's just that's a okay. goofy guy he takes the world yeah. seriously but he doesn't take himself seriously i think is, yeah. is the big the big distinction there like it's not like he's not seeing this giant robot monster and being like oh i better whatever yeah. like he, he he is he is appropriately i think afraid to interact with these things um <laughs> yeah except for there is one bit where he uh tries to talk it out with with a, a a robot and gets punched which yeah. leads to one of my favorite little cutscenes in the game that immediate it's so this game is so stylistically pleasing mm -hmm. um from yeah. an art art direction standpoint not only like not not only the the way it looks but just the way the world functions like i said uh, mm -hmm. he's got an ipod in his chest and so he sees the world through rhythm through through beats so like the lines on the hallways that you're walking through are pulsing to the beat of mm -hmm. the song that's playing like 
all of the little robots that are sweeping are like sweeping to the beat. Like <laughs> the whole world is pulsing yeah. along with you and along with Chai uh, in such a satisfying way. And it's hard. It, the game does this thing where uh, when you learn a new move or you learn a new like ability in this game, Chai will go into this kind of like mind palace where he is on a stage <laughs> and having somebody yeah. like tell him how to do, you know, how to parry now or whatever. But he, only mm-hmm. he sees that it's all in his head. And so the game, you know, has Chai experiencing the world like this, but there are people on the outside who are like, they, they don't see the world like that. And so when Chai is doing things, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah. And it, it I, that, that joke worked for me every time as well. But stylistically is what I was talking about originally. Yes. The art of this game, both 3D and like hand animated, I guess, um, mm-hmm. are, are both just stunning. The colors are amazing. Yeah, there are, there are, splash pages which are like if if you read comics or graphic novels those are the pages that you flip to where it's like it's a two full pa- a, a full two page spread of one big mm-hmm. piece of art and like that's that's a splash page they do that in the game at certain points just to like put emphasis on like a boss you know progressing to its next form or like chai getting punched in the face like whatever <laughs> yeah and they are just absolutely incredible to look at and i missed almost every single one when i tried to screenshot it because i was stunned <laughs> for a moment every time it happened yeah. and then it would pass and i would miss the screenshot chance but it's it, it's just such a good looking game and and i was yeah. constantly blown away blown away by it from the beginning all the way to the end it's it's just it's a spectacle yeah no visually it's it's like astounding what they're doing in here mm-hmm. uh it everything sort of looks like a cutscene and sort of yes. doesn't at the same time it's yeah. it's bananas the transition between those two it uh i, I think like people have brought up like jet set radio mm-hmm. when talking about this game mm-hmm. i booted that up today just because i was like that eh, kind of I'm, I'm i'm always interested in revisiting jet set radio yeah and it like it, it's totally there right like the the vibe of it is there the the visuals of it are very um similar in a way that like Jet Set Radio also plays with not frame rate, but like refresh rate, I guess, I guess, where like in in the game, they'll like kind of move in a way that's like slower or faster for a second, Um, which is it just looks so cool. (laughs) Such a cool stylistic decision to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just can't overstate how good the soundtrack in Jet Set Radio is. And <laughs> it, it feels like it is also like just kind of a game that's like, you should listen to this music. We want to make you listen to this. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, it's an incredible game. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I think there's a lot of stuff that it's pulling from, right? The it, the base sort of actual mechanics remind me a lot of like almost a PlayStation 2 era game. Like it kind of feels like Sly Cooper in certain ways. Yeah. Where like a lot of it is just like, yeah, just go b- beat up the bad guys. Well, he even um, he jumps in a Sly Cooper way where like his legs, yeah, his legs pick up into like a V. Yeah, they, they come and make the triangle. Yeah, yeah no, it's totally true. It, I, I kept getting reminded of like any of the like Edgar Wright movies where something like every so often something will just be in beat you know mm-hmm. like the in in hot fuzz or something where it cuts from them like putting their seatbelt together mm-hmm. and then cocking a shotgun and yeah. then putting on sunglasses and all sort of happens at the same mm-hmm. time a lot of that where like the action is all happening on rhythm yeah uh which is just so satisfying yes i'm always playing games and like sort of like i wish the music matched up here <laughs> i'm always looking at run cycles to see if it's on beat mm-hmm. with the music that's going on mm-hmm. in the background and like i love that this game does that yeah it's incredible. It's it, it really is. There are a couple times where the matching with the beat stuff didn't really work for me. Like every time you have mm-hmm. to use uh, Macaron's power. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's it's weirdly synced. And then have you gotten the parry mechanic? 
Yeah. So the, the parries happen. They'll give you like the dumb, 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 dumb. And then it's mm-hmm. one beat, no matter where the song is, like it'll yeah. it'll just it'll wait one beat and then you have to do the parry so like in that part of in, in all the parry parts of the game and i got really good at it by the by the end of the game because you know you just get better at it but it's like yeah i have to shut off the part of my brain that's actually hearing <laughs> the song and just yes, feel yeah. the 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 drum in the background which is like mm-hmm. i don't think what you want people to be doing in a rhythm game like i don't think you want people to be tuning the song out in order to actually yeah. be able to play it so it's just so interesting that to me that they didn't sync that stuff up with like the the one of of a of a yeah of, a, of the bar or whatever but i don't want to get too music technical here but uh, <laughs> if you're having a hard time with the parries that's that's why because it's not happening on the one it's happening on like the three and or something <laughs> yeah yeah um, I, for for a pretty significant amount of the game, I just had that like the like beat counter that's at the bottom yeah, of the screen on. Yeah, it's pretty helpful. Yeah, for so me. That, that's that's another thing I wanted to talk about with this game is it's like it is a rhythm game and you are mm-hmm. rewarded for hitting stuff on the rhythm, but the game also is made for people who aren't rhythm game people um yeah for sure it is it is a game that just wants people to play it and enjoy it which is just such a wild thing that that's a novel concept in 2023 but it's like yeah. no matter when you hit the attack buttons all the attacks happen on beat but if you attack on if you hit the attack button on the beat you get a little bit of a reward for that um but you're not penalized yeah. for hitting stuff off beat and and like you said you can instantly toggle on and off like a visualizer for when you want to hit the the beats and stuff yeah and and it's very paper mario it is very paper mario yeah but i just think that's such a great feature and i i love that it's baked in and it's not like a feature you have to go turn on it's like oh if you just hit the select button or whatever it'll just turn it on yeah i don't remember what the button is but it's not it's not something you have to go into a menu toggle on and then go back into the game it's just like you hit a button and it's on you know i did it a couple times on accident and i was every single time i was like oh man that's great that this is in that game it's very helpful it's so good (laughs) there's been this like i not renaissance but a lot of games in the past like couple of years Mm -hmm. are a lot or rhythm games specifically are a lot less interested in you nailing it like getting perfect on expert on sure. you know uh, the fire head or things. whatever yeah. like yeah it's bucket uh, it it's it's a lot more like we want you to have a musical experience yeah. that is novel yeah you know like this this game is definitely up there right um for better or worse trombone champ from last year was like <laughs> very interested in you having a good time and leaning into it sounding like shit yeah. which is like just incredible rhythm doctor was a game that came out a couple of years ago that's really good for this too it's a one one button rhythm game yeah just so good uh this vr game i played called ragnarok spelled r-o-c-k it's nice a game where you're like on the back of a viking ship and you have four <laughs> drums set around Whoa. you it's so so good you, 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 it's rock band right like yeah. you're just playing the drums in rock band essentially but it's incredible cyanora wild hearts is another great example of you know like it's a rhythm game but we're kind of just trying to let you have like a good time here it's not about hitting it on the specific beat so it's bizarre that that's not bizarre but uh it's cool that there are so many of these games that are like yeah like you love music we love music let's make a rhythm game that isn't just about like you know shredding or something yeah it's a music game that's not for not not that other rhythm games are for musicians but it's like for people who you know not everybody not everybody has that you know has like an innate oh my god what's the word musical ability (laughs) no just like the ability to like keep time rhythm yeah i guess not everybody has yeah fucking jesus christ it's a rhythm game for people (laughs) who don't necessarily have like a built-in rhythm yeah and it's it's so good that that 
these games exist because it's not a thing that should be gate kept. You know, it's, it's no, yeah. Some people just want to, you know, be able to, to have fun with music stuff, even if they're not like good at music stuff in real life. You know, that's the whole thing of video games is you can do things that you can't do in real life. So I think that's just like a, a cherry on top of, of I think what is an incredible game and what I had an incredible time playing. And, and honestly it, it does, it it did make me uh, tear up. I got to I got to say. Yeah. So so uh, like at the, the stuff that happens at the end of this game, I think, is really, really well played and really well written mm-hmm. in, a, in a really earnest way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why they called him Ernest Hemingway. You know? Oh, I thought you were talking about Ernest like goes to school uh, <laughs> or that that Ernest. What's this? What's that guy's real name? Um, it's Ernest. Yeah. No, it's his real name. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Um, so, yeah. Did you, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Ernest plays a video game? No, I didn't have anything else to, to say. I don't think I can't um, believe it's a, it, I have to call this episode Ernest plays a video game. <laughs> yeah. You can have to pull the the Ernest album art or one of the movie covers yeah. to do that. I'll, I'll do that afterwards <laughs> too, if you need a cover. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really good. It's it's an incredibly novel game. Mm. I'm really glad that they sort of dropped it out of nowhere. Yeah. I think this has been said on a couple different gaming podcasts. Definitely. I don't know which ones, but uh, it's, I think this game would not have done well if it was hyped for years and years. Definitely. Just because of the writing, right? It doesn't go in a trailer very well. No. You really do need to play it to be like, yeah, Chai's all right. Chai's all right. I like this guy. Chai's a cool guy. Yeah versus yeah it's like eh, i don't know if i want to go do this yeah if you've been watching it for two years and mm-hmm. the game has changed a little bit and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff so yeah I'm, I'm really glad that they just put it out there it was a great decision yeah i totally agree chai becomes your goofy friend by the end of the game it's like this is just how he is yeah he's silly and we all know it's silly um <laughs> but you know he's a good guy deep, deep down yeah to anybody outside the friend group they're like oh man this the, the, here comes the loud dude again but <laughs> yeah. anybody inside the friend group's like yeah no come on chai's amazing Stop it. <laughs> yeah exactly so that's that's it. That'll that'll be it for us today. Yeah. Video games. Video games. Chase, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show this week. Thank you for having me back. So apparently Snacks also wants to say thanks for uh, letting me record just <laughs> howling in the background. <laughs> Um, no, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for letting me come back and talk more video games. I like talking about video games. I like talking about video games here, mm-hmm. uh, specifically. It's always great. Uh, you and Kim have a, a wonderful show. So thank I appreciate you. being, being led on here. Yeah. You know who else has a wonderful show on this podcast? Uh, you. Let's, Ernest. <laughs> Ernest. Ernest makes a video game <laughs> Ernest podcast. Ernest makes a podcast. Uh, no, Chase, tell us about uh, tell us about your podcast, Potimism. If for the for the you know ten listeners who don't also listen to Potimism. <laughs> um uh yeah it's also a video game podcast a a a shocking lack of earnest references that i'm sure will remedy (laughs) on the next recording um no yeah it's a video game podtimism we make a a, an optimist's uh, approach at video games because oftentimes the approach at looking at video games as a medium is the opposite of that it Mm. is rife with pessimism and hot takes and that is not what we do we kind of just like to look at fine video games and talk about the things that are good about them yeah like buck bumble <laughs> like buck bumble uh, i think i may have mentioned that the last time i was here i think i liked the buck bumble episode that's really good that's really funny yeah yeah podcast is a great show uh there will be links to it in the description um to their website where chase has uploaded all of the episode art that he's done because he does unique episode art for every episode yeah uh, unique is a great way to describe it AJ. <laughs> 
um, uh, Chase steals uh, <laughs> box art and then puts botanism on it. So is that yeah. is that better? Yeah, I, I download a car and then put a logo on it that says <laughs> this is Chase's actually. Um, also, hey, thank you, uh, everybody, so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we'll be back to yeah. regular episodes, hopefully next week. Kim is very busy and I am still moving. So if there's a chance that maybe we won't have a regular episode next week, but we'll see about that. Um, it's going to be just me next. It's week. just Chase, actually. Is, yeah, uh, this Ch- is a mutiny. I'm taking over this podcast. Chase synchronous. It works really well, actually. It's just me. That's I mean, that is what asynchronous was for a second. Oh, well, so. yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of asynchronous. Yeah. Thank you to Scout Wilkinson for making our podcast art. Uh, uh, great artist, uh, illustrator, animator, and uh, yeah. stink podcast maker. Um, she's yeah. great, and her art is uh, also great. And I have not checked her commissions. Let me check her commissions really quick because I think on the last Potimism, you said she had three left. And- it was down to one the oh. last time we recorded. So those oh. may be closed. There is one slot open. There's for a one single, lucky person. Well, <laughs> maybe because this podcast maybe. will come out in one week um, yeah. from time of it support. It may be gone. Time, Sorry. time of recording. Uh, so it might be gone already. If it's gone, maybe I'll just bleep that out. Uh, so you won't know how many were <laughs> left and how many you missed out on in the last six days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you also to Amaranthan for writing our wonderful intro and outro tracks. Uh, Amaranthan makes some great music. You can see his Bandcamp link in the show notes as well. And if you want to join the Worst Garbage Discord, that is the worstgarbage.online, and then follow the link to the Discord. That link is at the bottom of the show notes above all the chapters, which are also at the bottom of the show notes. A cool Discord, I will say. <laughs> it's a pretty cool Discord. There is a video game Potimism channel uh, or forum thread in in there uh so if you listen to potimism and you're not in that discord you should check it out because i don't believe i i I, chase doesn't plug it because i think it would be kind of weird to be like that is correct aj (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to stage another mutiny somebody else's discord Uh, but i can do that here because we are a member of the worst garbage podcast collective uh thank you for having us and you should check out the discord specifically the potimism thread if you have not headed there from potimism itself it's a it's a cool little corner <laughs> it is a cool little corner it's it's very nice the vibes are really good and uh the people there are cool if you want to follow me online my links are in the show notes there's too many things i've already said too much stuff thank you again chase for coming yeah uh thank you for having me thank you again listener for listening and we usually end off with a quote uh from a game and I did not collect a quote. I'm really, really fucking it here on the on the opening and closing. Are there any box quotes on like Ernest movies that we could use? <sighs> Ernest. Let's see. We got goes to school, goes to jail, scared stupid. Ernest movie collection. I like that. Goes to camp. <laughs> Ernest in the army. America's hero is finally back in camp. <laughs> <laughs> that one kind of sucks. That doesn't really apply here. Only a bumbling bank janitor like know-it-all knucklehead Ernest P. Worrell, Emmy Award-winning comedian Jim Barney, could serve <laughs> on jury duty and wind up serving time in the slammer. Yeah, these quotes don't really work for the podcast. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Um, um, hmm. This one is a threat. Maybe don't keep this in the podcast, but <laughs> Ernest goes to <laughs> The box quote is no! That's a threat, Ernest. Jesus Christ. I don't... I don't think you should have included that on the box, my man. <sighs> and on that note, I think I think we end the podcast now. Um, 
thanks. I can Eddie. find a better earnest quote if you need it. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it has fine. To be something else. No, it's it's good. Maybe I'll just bleep that one, and we'll just not let anybody. The pe- the people can figure it out in the in the Discord. <laughs> and that'll that'll yeah. be that. Uh, that's the call to action. Figure out what earnest quote Chase said. <laughs> right. I'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Worst garbage, the online.